This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We are talking twins with Rhett Bollinger. And we are uh, closing on opening day, Rhett. So uh, decisions will start to be made. But uh, I wanted to get the latest on the Tommy Malone, Ricky Nolasco battle royale in the back of the rotation. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? A little bit to be decided here. I mean, Tommy Malone, the other day, had his start rained out. Uh, it was kind of tough for him kind of just pitching uh, to simulated hitters there. Uh, so kind of lost a chance to kind of show off his stuff there. Uh, Nolasco didn't do too well in a minor league start uh, last time out, but they're both obviously kind of competing for that last spot. Uh, I think at this point, Malone does have a leg up. He's pitched better this spring um, and obviously had a better year last year. As we know, Nolasco uh, was coming off injury uh, and didn't have a very effective year in general the last two seasons, but he still owed you know $25 million over the next year, so the Twins are going to certainly give him a chance. Um, but at this point, I definitely think Malone's the front runner. The biggest question is going to be whether or not Alaska is going to be open to pitching in relief. Um, I think his stuff would certainly play up there, but I just don't know if he's going to be willing to want to do that. Yeah, what has he said about that publicly at this point? Because obviously it's been a, a topic of discussion you know, since the beginning of camp. What is, what is he willing to even entertain as far as that conversation goes? It's funny, the sounds, he won't really even talk about it. He just kind of says, oh, I'm not going to talk about it until it you know, comes to that, essentially. He's saying that I'm staying positive and thinking about starting and doesn't even think about it. And I guess one thing that happened was earlier in camp was his agent uh, sent out a, a text to a, a local radio station in Minnesota saying that basically that um, Ricky pretty much you know, doesn't want to fish in release and they'd probably explore other options if that were to happen. Um, the question is what those options would really be. Um, at this point, the Twins aren't right, probably going to find a, you know, a trade uh, partner there just because uh, that salary, you know, $25 million, unless they eat a decent amount of it. I don't think the Twins really want to do that right now. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how that kind of plays out. I mean, I think last year Mike Pelfrey obviously didn't want to pitch in the bullpen, ended up, uh, he would have done it, I think, if it you know, came down to it. But luckily the next day, I believe, not really so much luckily, but maybe for him, uh, Irvin Santana got, you know, nailed that suspension. And next thing you know, Pelfrey was back in the rotation. So, um, injuries can happen, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see what the last one decides to do. But I do think that he would you know, be a pretty good reliever and certainly would have a chance to start again if something were to happen. Um, but he can't really expect to be handed that job considering the way the last years went. Certainly not what the Twins expected when they, when they made that uh, big deal with breaking Alaska. But sometimes that's just the way these things go. And sometimes it just comes down to baseball decisions more than uh, business decisions. And, uh, but kind of on that note about business decisions, Rhett, uh, Oswaldo Arcia, he entered camp out of options, uh, entered camp out of options, but not out of shape. Uh, obviously, he put himself in a good position to uh, physically to, to get the most out of his abilities. And, you know, we're talking about a guy who had 20 home runs in 2014, but then just played 19 games in the bigs last year. So what are you seeing from him this spring and, and where might he fit in on the opening day roster? Yeah, like you said, Arcea two years ago, the 23-year-old hit 20 home runs, and the Twins thought, you know, 
this was a guy that could uh, bring a lot of power to the lineup, uh, even though, you know, he's always been an aggressive hitter and doesn't draw many walks. He's never been very good out in the outfield defensively, but I thought just with that power, he could figure it out and be, you know, a power back from the left side. But last year was just kind of a disaster. He came up and, you know, was opening a starter. It went okay. And then obviously he got injured with, uh, I think it was kind of more of a groin slash oblique injury that uh, kind of lingered. And then he ended up staying down in AAA the rest of the season and only hit 199 there. Um, so this offseason, he really dedicated himself toward getting in better shape and is taking it more seriously in general. Um, he spent the entire offseason here in Fort Myers uh, training at the, the workout facility. The Twins uh, got him a personal, you know, got a personal uh, trainer in terms of even just fitness and his diet totally changed now too. Um, so it's definitely a commitment to getting better, especially after last year. Like you said, he's out of options. This is kind of his last chance. Uh, the numbers this spring haven't been overwhelming or anything, but I think that just the difference has just been in looking and, and watching him play in the outfield. He's just been a lot better defensively. Um, he's just been better on the bases. He's drawn a few more walks. Um, hasn't hit much power down here, um, but at least he's showing some signs that he's coming around. I mean, the Twins definitely have an interesting decision to make because Carlos Quinn's having a really good spring as a non-roster guy. So is Ryan Sweeney. So the Twins certainly have options if they decide not to, to stick with Arcia. But the big thing is is sticking with a guy like you know Sweeney or Quinn, who are both in their you know mid-30s, who didn't even play in the majors last year. Does it make sense to pick those guys over a guy like um, Arcia, who? Still is only 25 years old and has certainly some potential left um, despite his struggles so far. So Twins left the way that by the end of spring, and we'll kind of see what happens. But at this point, I think our season leaves put himself in a good position to make the team. Yeah, it's, it's not my team, but give me the kid any day. You know, I, I had to exhaust every opportunity with him before I, uh, you know, put him on waivers and, and, and run the risk of someone else claiming him. So uh, another decision to be made there. Um, so, Red, I saw on Sunday Miguel Sano made an error that led to a three-run inning. Uh, of course, this is a big storyline for the Twins this, this spring as Miguel Sano uh, adjusting to right field. What was the takeaway from that particular play? Well, the play wasn't pretty. I mean, the play was a play that most guys make. I mean, it was a ball just kind of tailing down the line a little bit, but it was a pretty catchable line drive that pretty much most, if not all, right fielders make that play. Um, but Sinosa learning out there and ran after it and, you know, got a good break and got to the wall, just went off his glove for an error. Um, and I think Mauder said what he kind of saw was I think that Sano kind of lost, uh, you know, tracking the ball. I think he kind of looked to see where the runners were to see maybe he made a catch at state. You get throwing the guys out if they were, you know, getting too far off the base or just where the guys were on the bases and instead of, you know, just actually making the catch. Um, so I think it's something you can learn from. I think so far he hasn't been challenged out there much. This is one of the first plays that really kind of challenged him. He's only looked bad so far and maybe – two plays, but I'm sure during the season is obviously going to get a lot more chances out there. So it's hard to take too much from it, but I think the Twins more than anything this last, you know, yesterday just wanted him to kind of to learn from it and get better, but it's still too early to kind of see how he's going to do out there come opening day, just because for whatever reason he's played out there, I think, 12 times. He just hasn't had that many balls hit to him yet. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, the Red Sox with, with Hanley, Hanley Ramirez last year. He just just had nothing to work with as far as the Grapefruit League schedule sometimes. You can't simulate that stuff, so sometimes it takes taking it into the season to, to see how it actually goes. Um, you had a nice article, read, uh breaking down the release, uh, release depth on this club, and it seems to me that's a big uh, subplot to the, to the Twins' outlook for 2016 is, you know, this these hard-throwing arms that are kind of looming in the wings that, that could impact their bullpen before long. Yeah, definitely. Like I said in the article, too, I think it was two years ago, Twins only had one pitch all year. It was uh, more than 97 miles per hour. It's pretty amazing to think this team 
And last year, they only had 64 such pitches of 97 miles per hour. And I think uh, uh, J.R. Graham, a Rule 5 guy, had half of those. Um, so you look at a rotation like Cleveland in the division, they've got, you know, they've got guys in the rotation throw that hard consistently. And they look at the Royals in the division as a bullpen. They've got so many guys, you know, that throw that hard easily. So the Twins kind of realize just how much the game's evolved to kind of, you know, favor, I guess, power pitchers and who have high velocity can strike guys out. And then we've known, we talked about it a bunch of Twins have always kind of been a issue contact type of team. Um, and even in their bullpens, they haven't had that many dominant strikeout guys in recent years, at least. Certainly back when they were a good team, they had guys like Nathan and, and El Greer and Crane and guys that were dominant relievers. I think the Twins are trying to get back to that. I think in recent years, they've really made it an emphasis to draft high, you know, high power arms. Uh, you know, even guys that were even relievers in college, guys like Nick Birdie, who you know was hitting high 90s down here in spring training and has hit as high as 103 miles per hour in the Cape Cod League. Um, he's one of their top, you know, pitching prospects as a reliever. Guys like J.T. Shagwa, who's down here, uh, coming off Tommy Johnson from a couple of years ago. Same with Mason Melichakis, who's a lefty who can reach 97. Um, he had an impressive spring coming off of Tommy John just from, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, they've got, you know, Jake Reed's another guy who's in that mix. Didn't have as good of a year last year, but certainly has good stuff and dominated in the fall league last year. Those are the four guys that were in that article, and they're all guys that certainly could service at some point this year. Um, and Alex Meyer wasn't mentioned. He's a guy that certainly is in that mix. Uh, the Twins are kind of deciding whether he's going to start a reliever at AAA, but going to at least come up probably this year as a reliever, the guy who can also throw in the high 90s. So um, if the Twins can kind of get this bullpen here figured out down, you know, going into opening day and then kind of supplement it throughout the season by bringing up these power arms and they're ready, uh, that could be a major storyline. Like you said, if the Twins can kind of all of a sudden build a dominant bullpen by the middle of the season even, um, that would be key for this team uh, because even they're starting pitching, and while they have some depth there, they certainly don't really have an ace or a guy who's really a strikeout guy at the top of that rotation. So it would be nice to kind of have some of that bullpen depth show up throughout the season. Speaking of hard throwers uh, and power arms uh, waiting in the wings, Jose Barrios uh, was sent out uh, this past week. Uh, it seems like the Twins just want him to continue to hone in on his command. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing. I mean, the kid obviously has great stuff. Only 21 years old, but he never looks intimidated out there. Uh, great fastball, throws hard, um, has a very good breaking ball as well, uh, good changeup, mixes his pitches, everything, but it's just about command. You know, when he was down here, I think he had three outings and, and two of them. Uh, weren't very good, to be honest, especially one against minor leaguers where like, he hit two batters, he walked a couple. Uh, he just didn't really look like he was spotting his fastball well. Um, the Twins kind of want him to get better at that. Because the big thing was last year, he certainly dominated AAA Rochester. But you look at it, and so did the rest of the Rochester staff, because hitting was just down last year in the International League. I think the Rochester staff ERA was like 3.4. It wasn't like he was pitching in some sort of you know tough league or anything. We saw Twins players like Tommy Malone go down there last year and throw, I think he threw 30 scoreless innings in a row. So, I mean, there was guys that kind of are back and forth. You've seen with this Twins team that, you know, dominate AAA and don't, you know, make the big jump up in the majors. Well, I don't think that that'll be a problem for Barrios. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a top-of-the-rotation type of guy, maybe like a number two type starter eventually. It's hard for, you know, a lot of little fans want him up there now, but they don't really, you know, it's hard to know how he'd really fare uh, right away in his first year in the, in the majors. So, I think we'll see him at some point, though, early in the season. All right, there you have it. There's a list from Twins Camp in Fort Myers from Rhett Bollinger. I want to thank him for joining us and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.